Hello and welcome back to our latest episode, episode number four of Power Pitches. After last week's episode with Spencer, he's not here today to join us, so we are joined instead by Benji Galal, the City fan, and Ed Tucker, Manchester United fan. And we'll go and get straight into it, um, reviewing last weekend's games, and we'll start off with the 12.30, which was the Everton game. Well, well, yeah. well. Friday night game as well, big dog. We've got Luton West Ham. Oh, yeah, Luton West Ham. Then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll know, jump straight into that one. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that one first. Um, um, I was surprised. I was surprised. Yeah, I can't lie. Well, they got a goal. Do you know what I mean? I was expecting, yeah. like, genuinely this season, I was expecting a blowout from every game. I was like, ah, oh, they ain't going to do nothing. 3 0, 4 0 all season, but 2 1. And apparently it was a close game. I didn't actually watch it, but people are saying it was like kind of close. I mean, just looking at the stats here, it kind of looks like Luton were the better team. But Luton had some big chances. Luton had. So I mean, sixteen some... shots, sixteen. Just, just not good in front of goal, really. And I actually, I didn't even clock this, mate. I'd completely forgotten this somehow. Completely party by. But Zahif Chong plays for Luton, mate. Oh, I didn't even yeah. know. <laughs> and like, I didn't even know. Funny it's funny. No, I, I, I hadn't even clocked it. I've watched some of their games back as well, and I hadn't even noticed him once yet. <laughs> but with Zahif Chong, mate, it is, man. As soon as I saw him, all I thought was, can he actually finally do it in the Prem? Because he played in the Bundesliga and looked good. He's played in the Championship and looked good. But any time he's played in the Prem for United, he's just looked like, like he has no strength yeah. Like just gets bodied every game all the time and he doesn't didn't really have the pace to make up for it so I think Luton if they're going to be relying on him for like a quality player out wide he's going to do bits to them they might struggle but he can be unreal but he can also just do absolutely nothing in a game yeah, it's the same with Ross Barkley isn't it really I mean he's the only other player that I noticed on the team and even he didn't I didn't see him doing much on Friday uh, in a few deliveries but other than that yeah, I, I, this is like a weird like sidetrack type thing. But I seen a TikTok yesterday, and it was like the most Premier League games per team. And Luton have like three hundred Premier League games, and it's all from Ross Barkley. Oh, that's <laughs> like, that's do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's all from Ross Barkley and like certain players. I think Everton are up there with top five or something. Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Barkley has um, been around for years, hasn't he? Yeah, he was at Chelsea, Everton. Where did he? I swear he went somewhere else as well. Can't remember. He was in France for a bit. Yeah, and now he's back at Luton. I don't know. He's not. He's not really that guy though. He's never been that guy. He's not gonna be that guy to bring Luton a, <laughs> to save them from relegation. Do you know what I mean? They're definitely gonna get relegated yeah, this season. My, my my position hasn't changed. Definitely relegation. I'd be feel bad if there's any. If somehow there's a Luton fan, Luton yeah. fan, <laughs> I feel bad for him because oh, like if they watch any Premier League YouTube or anything like that. They know they're just getting slated week in week out, but they just aren't. They just aren't good enough, are they? Like no. they're not good. And you can tell it already. Like they're just not at that level. But West Ham, in full fairness, having a very good start. Obviously, good win against Chelsea. Good win against Brighton. Jared Bowen, another. He good looks goal. good already. And Will Price, another assist from a set piece. I'm honestly considering and putting him on fucking fantasy Premier League. <laughs> yeah. They're actually doing bits, mate. They are getting consistent points. Like every. Every couple of weeks, I mean. What are they looking like for the next few games? We haven't got the West Ham specialist here uh, to they've tell got, us about them. They've got City at home next. 
Oh, never mind. This this will test them. This will test them. Yeah, those two games will be huge. Yeah, but if they can even, yeah, but if they even get a point from one of them games, it'd be like yeah, it's good. It's big. It's big. Like, and they've and they've actually done so. I think they've already got ten points, mate. Like they're they're tied like for second. I think they're on ten or nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like even if they lost both those games, mate. Like for a team like West Ham, with what everyone was saying about them before the season began, with uh, now Spencer's not here, we can actually call him Bryce rather than just number forty-one. <laughs> um, but without him, mate, I I thought they were going to struggle, and especially with their last Warpass, interest in Warren McTominay. I was thinking, oh, how, you, how have you got 105 million? You're going to spend it like that. But in all fairness, mate, they're actually looking pretty good so far. Obviously, you know you expect them to beat Luton, but West Ham be happy, mate. West Ham fans be happy as well, that especially with some of the teams we're going to talk about and how bad some teams have been. Mm. I mean, decent, mate. And they've been good enough for actually looking at them right now saying they're going to finish higher end of mid table because they are one of the better teams at the moment, for sure. Yeah, it's hard not to admire them really because like they do sit deep and like you know allow pressure. But it's when they get on the break, players like Bowen, Pakata. I mean, his cross for the goal. Oh my god! Like his quality. Yeah. I mean, um, it's no wonder that City were in for him in the summer, isn't it? But um, yeah, they've got he would have done wonders. Now. He's a really good player. Pakata yeah. like when he first signed for West Ham, I was a bit confused because he was like one of the big big guys, wasn't he? Him and Bruno G. I signed for uh, Newcastle. I was like, these were going to go for big clubs. I swear Pakitar was linked to like PSG at one point. And now he's, he plays for West Ham, but he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. I rate it. Yeah, yeah they've got to really hope that they don't tie up that betting thing with him, though. Because if they, yeah. they because what, how long did Tony get? Like ten, eight, ten months? Eight uh, months, I think. Yeah. Eight months. Yeah, if Pakitar gets that, then yeah, that's a serious amount of quality that will go out of that West Ham team in a heartbeat. And, I, I, I didn't even realise what it was. I think it's that it ties back to a, a bookie in the town where he's from in Brazil or something wild like that. And I was like... I seen, I did see something where it was like... Um, it's, it's reasonable that people he knew as a kid <laughs> would bet on him. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if, if I knew yeah. a football player would him in games, just like a mess and going, you twat, you've lost me 20 quid this week. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think I seen something somewhere though where it was like um, an account was made five minutes before the game and put twenty pound on him to get a yellow and he got a yellow in like thirty eight minutes or something. I don't know. I think that is a dodgy part. But if you're just betting for him to score a goal, like, come on, Johnny scoring yeah. a goal betting, I don't understand that. It's like just a little bit of a sidetrack again. But like, did you see the Ivan Tony podcast that he came out with? Where he was oh, like, um, I saw quotes of that. Yeah. yeah, he was talking about his betting. He was like, No one even tells you about betting. Like, surely you're going to bet on yourself to score a goal because you're not guaranteed to score a goal. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's the problem. That it's like a muddled area, isn't it? Yeah, betting. yeah. Yeah, betting on yourself to get a yellow, obviously, you can affect that. Do you know what I mean? Or getting a red that's or something. Or even, even scoring, like your team conceded, but to bet on your team scoring a goal like obviously you're, you're gonna bet on that right. there's an that maybe you you might know the, the defenders in the other team and you might like try and convince them but let's be real at, at the Premier League level I mean if you're if you're talking about like National League South or something then yeah maybe you could do that yeah the gonna go oh you know what mate yeah I do want you to win your bet like I'm gonna let you get a free goal in the Premier League no <laughs> not gonna happen no chance 
But let's rip that, roll on to the next game. And it is the 2 o'clock, the 12 o'clock kickoff. Sheffield 2, Everton 2. I was impressed, mate. That yeah. Way better game than I thought it was going to be. Vic, I think, I, I think last week when we did our um, our predictions, we might have said nil-nils and one-alls across the board. Yeah, I, think. I, I was expecting, I was expecting a fest for that game. I was yeah, expecting I that was going to be like lack of goals, but 2-2. Two, two. And I think one of the goals was well worked. I think it was the Dakari goal, or one of them. Um, mm. was well worked, but I can't remember now. But then I remember the double Pickford save at the end. That was quality. Yeah, the um, Pickford saves were pretty good. Yeah, um, but look, still, like the the goals that Everton are conceding, and it's just it's just not like it's just when is it going to end for them? Because if they're getting draws away at these grounds, grounds you know teams that are finish, expected to finish around them, then how did they not finish in the bottom half? And they should, you know, it's. It's just a never-ending cycle for the fans, really, because it's another season where they know that they're going to concede so many goals. They're not going to score so many. Um, but when look, when you look at the, the new striker that signed, Beto, he does look good. He was putting himself about um, physical duels, and I think he's like the, the one positive um, from that game, especially. But yeah, it's not a bad point for Sheffield, though, because you know I think they're one of those teams that. All of us would say would be nailed on for relegation. Well, that's I was I've got that written down. I was going to say that is that are Evan seriously in danger of going down? They've had a terrible start to the season, and all of us, from us three and Spencer, have all said that Sheffield United in our books are a team almost nailed on to go down. And from watching that game back, watching the highlights, Sheffield United probably should have won. They actually yeah. probably scored more goals. Pickford actually made quite a few good saves. I know he said that stink. Well, not stinker was not really his fault, but got the own goal. Um, and if if we're all saying Sheffield United team was nailed on to go down, and when Sheffield United Everton play and Sheffield United look like the better team, do you know what I mean? If you follow that logic yeah. along, what are you thinking? Everton could very easily be going down, mate. They are playing poorly, and actually, Decore is all right. I think Dan Juma's a good player, even though... Uh, they got Anandu as well, who was decent last season. Yeah, um, and Pickford obviously pulled out some great saves, but I actually don't see tons of quality in that Everton team, or it's no, it's not quality yet. It's, it's not the players at their peak, do you know what I mean? They're either a bit past it or a bit young. Like, I don't know, I think Everton could be in serious trouble, mate, this season. Well, yeah, well, like, all these teams that were battling relegation are... Like, you know, at Premier League established teams, they all bought someone. You know I mean, they all brought someone in. Like, even if it's just a low level like midfielder, they always brought someone in. Everton, who they brought in, they haven't really brought no one in. That's like a, a starter where they can Dan see Juma. something. That's what I mean. That's it. And he wasn't he wasn't like a signing where you think, oh, he can really improve Everton. He was just a replacement for Anthony Gordon. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know, he, Anthony Gordon wasn't really that guy anyway. So it was, it's a weird signing anyway. But nah, Everton, I think they're in trouble this season because they were in trouble last season. And this season looks even worse for them already. I mean, we're only four weeks in, but it's a bit shocking. I mean, today was their first, well, not today, Saturday was their first goals and their first point of the season, four games in. For a team that's been yeah. in the Premier League season since the Prem started, like, it's not looking good, bruv. It's not looking <laughs> good. Wasn't there the thing about um, one of the Everton players posting on social media about lack of respect from Sean Dyche or something I saw? What do you expect? Oh, it's Sean Dyche. I love Sean Dyche. Now, I've yeah, same. 
Christ, I, what he did at Burnley, I, even though I remember losing to that Old Trafford like 2 0 and being so angry about it. I remember that like, game. I, that the banger from Joe Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> I, always, I always respected that he never spent any money and managed to keep like, a bad team in the Prem. But that also makes me think how bad are Everton actually? Because yeah. that Burnley team you didn't have quality in, but you always knew they were staying up. Whereas I'm looking at 17 going, they they could be going down. And the only reason they don't go down is that there's a few terrible teams in the Premier at the moment. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's just a battle. It's yeah. But then, right, let's move on to the next game. Um, Wait, I've got shout oh. out to. I've got to give a shout-out to Sheffield United, Archer, that striker. I think they've just signed him as well. Got the goal and caused the own goal as well. If he can if he can bang some goals, mate, Sheffield United, same as Everton, might just they might be able to stay up. And actually, if he if he can bang goals for them, if they can get like a 10-15 goal striker out of it this season, he might be able to save Sheffield United. Because I want to move on to another terrible team that I predicted beginning the season, overhyped. Benji thinks they're going to be good, but they're not. And that is Burnley getting smacked about by Spurs. Right, right. Before before we get into that too much, I just want to say Spurs are looking unreal. Yeah? Spurs are looking but good. Looking bad. But Burnley have played... Let's just think about the games that Burnley have played, yeah? So, first game, played treble winners, best team in the world. Right? Facts. Facts. I'm not lying. It's facts. Second game, who did they play? Was it United? No, it wasn't. Liverpool? Uh, it was, no. Wait one second. I've got it. I'll get it up. I'll get it up. Uh, it was yeah. Villa at home. Right. Villa are looking good. No, no, no. That was... That was... Yeah. Game so three, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. These skits. Game me two, but it didn't play. Yeah. And then... I didn't really. And then this week, they're playing Tottenham. They're not, they ain't played that bad team. Watch them play. The Sheffield United's, the Bournemouth's, the Everton's. They're going to smack them. Not smack, but they'll beat. Uh, they'll beat them. Because they're a good team. They're a good team. They've got good leadership. They've got experience. They've got Vinny Company as the manager. That's yeah. that's most awful down. This is like Vikram trying to put five Chelsea players in the team a season last year and finished first. <laughs> you're leaded by your, by your fucking blind. No, no. Right, but you're saying, you're right. So you said that I've overrated them. Five I said they were, you are, look, you I said they were going to finish. Yeah. 10th, 11th. I didn't say they were going to finish like third, fourth. You, you I said they, they ain't getting relegated. No way they're getting relegated. But they lost to us, obviously. And they lost to Aston Villa, who are all right. They're about the same, they're about the same level. That's all I'm saying. And Spurs are looking good, so they lost to them. All I'm saying is I don't think I overrated them, but they're underrated, man. Nah, underrated. Watch this space. So many people before the season began saying they're going to finish as high as like 11th and 10th. They will. Oh. They won't. They won't. No. They won't. They you watch this won't. podcast. Like that at home as well. No, but did you watch the game? Did you watch any of the goals or anything? I Son was playing out of his mind. Madison is such a perfect player for Spurs. That's what they've been missing this whole time. As soon as they get rid of Kane, they get Madison in. Was some playing out of his skin? Like he actually didn't even have that great a game, but he just seemed to pop up for the goals and like often had a lot of space in the box. I just and think the Madison goal fair play can't do anything about that. That's a fucking ding from the edge of the box. Like he does admittedly have space and two centre backs on on him and like right out just outside the box. But man, I'm telling you, Bernie, are gonna have a bad season. No, I think no, I'm, I think we're, I'm, we're, 
it's like it's like comparing like you're it's so hard to compare because you're literally watching oh, you're literally how they've been <laughs> no you're rating them after three games well most teams play four games you're rating them after three games and two of the games are against good teams you can't rate them against us because they're obviously not going to win that you can't rate them against spurs right now because spurs are unreal it's facts right, the game but they absolutely got smoked well that four one or something four one game though I th- I just personally think they'll finish eleventh, tenth. No, I don't. Yeah, but, I can't. Yeah, but the the best the best teams when the best like promotion teams when they come up they don't actually get smoked by the best team. They maybe lose one or two goals, like, yeah. especially at home as well. Trust the the best promotion teams like the teams we seem promoted and actually do well. They don't get smoked at home by the best teams. They maybe lose by a goal, maybe two on a bad day, but they actually stay pretty solid, mate. Still trying to play this attacking kind of football when you don't have the quality for it is gonna get them conceding so many goals, mate. So many. How many oh, they conceded in three games? Like I think 10. it's I think you're being a bit too tough on them. That's all I'm saying. I just think that obviously the villa game, yeah, is what it is. They're about this, they should be the same. What I'm ranking them as they should be the same. It should have been an even game when it wasn't. I just think you you're a bit tough on them for the oh, teams oh, that they've played. Oh. One on the track back, one on the track back. You you think Villa and Burnley are on the same level? Villa are so far ahead Villa of them. Villa uh, No, 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 no. I think they should be on the same level. <clears throat> from what from what I'm, I've seen from them, I think they should be, but they're not. Villa will get eight, yeah. seven, higher than that, maybe. No. Villa will get. Villa will Mate, get Villa the season. I don't think they will though. I don't think they will. If you actually like. If you look Villa at the teams, Villa are guaranteed top ten. Burnley are guaranteed top fifteen. No, no, I don't know. Top fifteen. I think you're just saying. I think you're just saying that because of Vincent Company. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm genuinely not. I'm genuinely not. No, because if you look at them last season, look at them last season. It's championship, though, isn't it? And he had Ian. No, but look at the FA Cup. Look at the FA Cup. They made it all the way to what the semi-final, quarter-final, and they played us. Obviously, they're gonna lose. They, they won the championship by miles, yeah. And you're comparing them to against like Villa, who they should be on the same level, but they're not. All all I'm saying, right? Let me just make this final. The last thing I'm saying on this, you're comparing the you're 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 rating them after playing City, who are the best team in the world, and Spurs, who are looking insane right now. That's what I'm saying. You're rating them after three games that they could not win. They could not win two of those three games. No, but to no say matter. that they should to say that they should finish on the same around the same positions as Villa is weird. They should. Villa, Villa are a solid, solid team. Like, if yeah. you look at their players, the defense is quality, midfield's quality, attacks quality. They, they are a proper team. So uh, right, all I'm right. This is so hard to argue, but <laughs> the... he does. He does himself. Yeah, no, he knows. He's I'm not saying they should finish like seventh, eighth. I'm saying they should finish like seventh to eleventh, which is the same area as Villa. They ain't gonna nah, finish they higher. They will. You're pushing it. It's just because of company. No, no, right. They're not getting Europe, but they'll get just below Europe. Newcastle. That's already nine positions filled by yeah. very good teams. So you think Burnley are gonna be the tenth best team? Yes. Yes. No. 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 I think Brentford will finish higher than them. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Mate, I honestly think, think Palace will finish higher than them, mate. Palace are actually looking okay and a Premier and know how to play in the Premier League, mate. 
100%. Villa, I didn't include that. It's a bit of, Villa, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, and the additional top six is already 10 slots. Do you think Burnley will better finish ahead of any of them? Absolutely no chance. They, they'd do well to do better than Palace. Nah, man. Nah. It's just company bias for you. It's not company yeah. bias. They'll make... Right, right. Come back to this. I'm clipping this. Yeah? <laughs> this is going in the drafts on the reels. Right? This... Come back to... We're coming back to it in 20 weeks. In 20 weeks, Perfect. we'll see... Perfect. Burnley second. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. From bottom. Around 10th. Around 10th. Nah. Yeah. No. No. Around 10th. Unless they sign like some some top top class players in January. They I don't need to. to. Yeah, they need to get messy in in January <laughs> if they want to finish the attempt, I think. Um let's not talk about Burnley because Benji's never gonna give it up even though this little smile knows that he's he's wrong. Um Spurs are looking unbelievable, plus the yeah. does look so good. Um Son with a hat trick. Admittedly, yeah, he was kind of weirdly not in the game, but does pop up with three goals, which obviously always means a good performance, really. Um, and if he can get back to what he was, not even the season before last, like three seasons ago almost, with Madison playing the way he is as well, Spurs are a serious teammate, and I'm actually getting concerned that Champions League is going to be even harder because Spurs look like they should be right in there for it. I mean, yeah. Spurs are quality. Madison, Madison I, I kept banging on about him last week um, on this podcast, but he's that player that they've not had since Ericsson. Um, mm. But yeah, he's just quality. You watch him and he's that player that you wish you had in your team, really. Um, yeah. So he's consistent I, now and that's it. He's just performing, isn't he, on the big stage? I just wish they kept hold of Kane. Kane in this team would thrive because yeah. then he wouldn't have to do all the things that he was doing, which was like, Stopping yeah. them because he had to deep. drop back. Yeah, he didn't. Have, he doesn't have to yeah. do that now because he has a creator behind him, which he didn't last time. And, and Richarlison, I said this from week one. I said this from last year. Richarlison's not that guy. He's if he's so weird. He's like, I don't so, him at all. He's poo. <laughs> he's actually poo. The thing is, last week we were saying that. Um, I mean, with West Ham and with Spurs, lose their star player, team almost seems to play better. Do you think that actually? If Kane was there, obviously, of course, they'd still be a good team. And, of course, he'd be banging goals for fun and probably had to get to Shearer's record this season. But, like, do you think that actually may be the fact that he's not there and the fact that it's now when everyone else has turned to be the star as well? Yeah. yeah. I do agree I with that think, because, like, yeah. When, when every you week, every Spurs game was, did Harry Kane play well and they got some goals and they won? Or did Harry Kane play badly and they lost because he didn't score? Like that was that was the whole story around Spurs all season. Do you know what I mean? Well, is, is this is kind of like the the Ronaldo conversation that we were having before he went off to Al Nasser or wherever, where Ronaldo, if when he played for United, if he didn't score three, he lost. And it was like yeah. I don't know. I never understood that because if he's getting goals, it's a good thing. Just because he has one bad week, it doesn't. I don't know why managers have to rely on one player. And this new manager, what's what's his name again? I can't remember. What, Aaron Postacoglu? Yeah, I'm not going to I don't know how you pronounce that perfectly every time. But, yeah, he's, he's a good manager. Ask the podcast. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think it's that the managers rely on him. I think the team can sometimes start to rely on him. I think yeah. the team look at one person and go, you're clearly arms and sh- like head and, sh- arms and shoulders, heads and shoulders above all the rest of us. 
and they just go, well, I'm just going to give you the ball because I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. And actually, when you take away that player, I mean, Ronaldo is actually a great example of it because when he went, even though I love Ronaldo and I wanted to keep him, whatever, off we went, mate, United actually did start to play a lot better and did start to look a bit more fluid in attack and weren't just like looking to get him the ball or having, or having him having to drop in to get the ball. So it's it's a tough one because, yeah, you, on one hand, you think, yeah, Kane and this system, fuck me, be on like 17 goals already. On the yeah. other hand, so Spurs need to play that like more routine now and they're, all their attackers are getting involved. Maybe, maybe that's actually helping them. And I've got to say, before we move on to the funniest game of the weekend, uh, Romero's goal was unbelievable. Yeah. Can't, he can't be on the pitch, so... I, I can't get over that scissor tackle from last week. It was fucking vile. And he should he should have had a straight red and he should be on a match ban. And I just saw him ping that goal and literally my first thought was, I'm just going to He should even be playing. He should have had a fucking four match ban. That was a horrible challenge. So. He's known for that though, isn't he? He's a really, He's dis- so like, really dirty player. Like you, I remember watching him um, when he first came to Spurs and everyone was like, oh, this is the new guy, new centre-back. And he's so just rash, and he's dirty. He's a dirty defender. It reminds me of Ramos a bit, where you just know he's gonna slide for everything. Like he yeah, slides yeah. for stuff where he doesn't need to. Like he ben, always puts. Him and Martinez, Argentinian <laughs> centre back, loves to snap people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, um, but yeah, right. Let's move on to a really funny one, and let's have Vic try and defend. Vic can kick it off. Ben, and. <laughs> Just a little shout out from uh, Charlie Bond, the lad I work with. I told you Nicholas Jackson was fucking poo and it was didn't do nothing this season. What a stinking miss that was. Yeah, I sent I sent so many TikToks to Vic about it. Oh, my for you page was just TikToks about Chelsea. That miss, it reminded me of like Sterling against Leon in Champions League. He's like this far away from the goal. How do you, how do you miss up there? How's that possible? <laughs> It's one of those, like, I try to defend it, but you can't really find a way to defend it. Because it, it's right, you're so close, like, maybe, like, he overthought it, overthought it before he was making contact with the ball, but it was a stinker, but Come on, I, still, I, I still rated his overall game, like, like he didn't do much wrong. Oh, oh, back of the net. Mm. That, that shouldn't even be, that shouldn't, you shouldn't be, shouldn't be able to overthink that as a striker, because that should be your instinct, is that you swing that in. And, that's that miss was thinking, but having two shots on target at home to Nottingham Forest, your whole team, that is fucking terrible, mate. Yeah, yeah. money and so bad in front of goal. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's the problem with us that we we will create a lot of like half chances. Not you see like scuffed attempts on goal, but we only had like one two per game where it's like good good chances, and that's the problem with us really. I think Unconquer injury was obviously huge. Because when we had him in pre-season, and he was making runs off Jackson, runs in behind, um, and we actually looked at a threat going forward. But then since he got injured, he's just relying on Jackson to hold the ball up, make the runs in behind, get on the end of crosses. Um, and yeah, we, like, we played. We keep playing ever since the season started. Pochettino's been playing Chilwell at left wing, and I don't really understand that because Mudrick's on the bench. You got Madwick on the bench. Sterling playing on the right. But I just don't get chill about left wing. Um, it's he's been doing that every single game, Pochettino. But yeah, the system is definitely weird because you've got two attackers up, two natural attackers up, uh, up top in Sterling and Jackson, and we just it's not like there's no need for three centre backs at home to Forest. It's it's just too passive, and the way we're moving it around the back, like 
each centre back was taking way too many touches on the ball. And yeah, it was just it was so reminiscent of last season where we'd create half chances, not really create any good quality chances, and then concede from the first, you know, bit of possession that the opposition has. So it was one of those games where I was watching it and as soon as Alanga scores, I was like, I'm not surprised one bit because I've seen it happen so many times over last season, the season before. It's just mad. You can't, you can't have a repeat of last season where we just lose games like these home and away. But Pochettino, I think he definitely has to just go more expansive with his system and just go with three attackers rather than two in just Jackson and Sterling. At home to Forest as well, I don't get it at all. I just, I just want to ask something quickly. I know we're saving this uh, for another episode when Spencer's back because we want to do a big transfer episode. But Kai Sado, what is going on with him? He I've seen bad. too he many mistakes, bad. though. Didn't he? He made the mistake error to the goal, though. It was, it was a bit of a misunderstanding between him and Gallagher. Um, but I, wouldn't, I watched him throughout the game. Like he was making good recoveries, winning the ball back, um, some good through balls actually. But it's just, I think it's just. The way the team's functioning right now, it's just not there yet. The cohesion's not there. Um, this was the with... this this was the excuse last season, though. But we've, this made, is the we've made so many changes over the season and last season. It's just it's going to take some. We made too many changes at once, and we're basically seeing the consequences of it. Where we'll have these more of these games where we'll just not be at it, not produce anywhere near to the level we should be. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people put it down to like. Ta- tactics and this and that but I just think it's too many changes it's going to take time for like the players to start clicking a bit but it's it just doesn't help in training in training you could play with like three different teams across the space <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean you could play full 11 v 11 and every player could play with a different player for like three days straight next to them like it's always going to be a problem. No one ever, is ever going to get enough game time. And yeah, like you said, playing the five at the back when you can't score a fucking goal. Yeah, like, I didn't understand that. Do you know what I mean? We, and like you said, at home to Forest, a team you should be knocking out the park. Like, you should be confident enough to go. Especially yeah. when you've got Casado and Lavia. Like, do you mean even taking one centre-back out for Lavia or whatever to play next week? Yeah, Lavia's not, Lavia is not in, um, been in the squad yet because he didn't have a pre-season, so he's still doing training on his own to, um, to gain fitness. But we've still got enough quality regardless. Like, we've yeah, still got some quality enough to, to win 3-0. Like, yeah. Um, exactly. Well, and it's, it's built up to a billion now, right? Yeah. Billion in transfers. Yeah. But I think that's with, um, a bit of add-on. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Quickly, just before we say anything. Cole Palmer for 40 million is ridiculous. Honestly, yeah, right. I'm a City fan, but the Blues, but he's a bad player. He's so, bad. He's, no, no, he's right. He, he has his he has his parts, but he's so right. When you when you watch it, when you realize he's the most one-footed player you'll ever see. He doesn't pass with his right foot, he doesn't receive the ball with his right foot, he doesn't cross, doesn't shoot, only uses his left foot, and he's 21. And he's still considered a youth player. He's not. He's shit. Sorry. <laughs> but the, the weird thing about it as well is, like you're saying, you're attacking two as Sterling on the left with, with Jackson. You know, he's a striker, but Sterling's kind of centre on the left, isn't he? But you don't even play with someone on the right. Like, so no, why... it was Sterling on the right with nobody on the right. Chilwell left wing. It was Chilwell playing left wing. Um, and I just not don't get it because. Back. 
No, it was left wing. Pochettino said it was left wing. That's ridiculous. Throughout the game, throughout the game, you could see him like on the last line, trying to make runs in behind every single time. Um, but I don't get it because in pre-season he was Mudrick played every game in pre-season pretty much, and it was like a four-two-three-one where you had um, Mudrick on the left, whoever on the right, whether it be Sterling or Madueke. Um But yeah, I just don't get the need to go to a back three and then play a left a defender on the left wing. It was definitely a Chilwell left wing. I mean, Pochettino said it himself. Um, I think Chilwell clarified it himself as well. Um, and I could see it like where he was really, always trying to make runs in behind the defence. And it just, yeah, I just don't see it at all, the balance. You did mention another overpriced and bad player there in Mudrick. Mate. Oof. No, he's he not. He, I saw a stat about him. He's not completed a full 90 minutes yet. And like, I just don't, I just don't get it because that's in pre season. That's, that's not. Oh, give him a chance. He's not completing ninety minutes. That's, yeah. We spent a hundred million pounds on him in January, and he's not even good enough to play ninety minutes. Like, that's nuts. That is terrible. From what I've seen from him, he's just a glorified guy, Nacho. From just what fast. I've seen, he's just he fast. Just fast. <laughs> that's all he is. And like, I understand that you guys are, are lacking in attack, but on paper, you're definitely not. Yeah, I think we should Sterling have Modric. Yeah. Jackson, all of these players, and you can't even score against Forest at home. It's it's ridiculous. I think we made a mistake of buying one too many young attackers rather than going for one like a Madison or someone, one that's like prem proven, um, being there and done it, and one that you can rely on, especially going into these games at home. It seems like Forest, but yeah, it's just I think it's a different story that if Mudrick went to Arsenal because I think we'd have seen him instantly thriving, and then we'd be talking about like. You know, I don't know. You know, I I don't know. I'm thinking he would have gone there, and people have realised he still wasn't good enough, and he yeah, I've been playing ever. Because I I think Martinelli and Saka are both better than him. He'd be a rotation player again. Hands down. Realistically, the only team he would start for is like like a big team, is like Spurs or United, because he doesn't start for. I don't think we even would, mate. I would. Nah, probably not. Pelesky's mm. probably just as good a player as him, mate. Like, that's not me thinking, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> but, mate, the, the mad thing is, yeah, you spent all this money, like, so many players, so many positions, but the, and you needed someone to score goals desperately, and the one position you cheaped out on was striking. Yeah. 35 million. Like, let's be real. You had the money, you should have bought back in Ozerman. Like, yeah, I was, just... yeah, I was. I was looking at this. Would have been too, I think Ozerman would have been too difficult, I think. Because um, he's linked with too United difficult. as well. I think it'd be no. too difficult. Because Lavia was didn't, linked to Liverpool. Didn't, didn't um, Ozerman just join Napoli anyways, like last season? Like, it'd have been quite rare to see a player just leave like that after a season. No, but it's the same with Lavia. Lavia's. We sold Lavia yeah. to Southampton last season, and he's linked to Liverpool and Chelsea this season. But that was Caicedo. Lavia was on loan at Southampton, weren't he? Yeah, yeah, and then loan to oh. loan. No, no, Lavia was a no, buy. They bought him, and then Lavia Man City was a buy. Next summer, that was it. And we just didn't buy him. Don't need him. But no, because it's next summer. The buyback clause, not this summer. Got Kovacic, mate. But yeah, mate, stinking. Anyway, Benji, let's move on to your team. Yeah, Man City, right. Aston Villa. No surprise. Fulham still looking poo, even though they got a draw at Arsenal. City, 12 points, four games. 
and we're already seeing, like I said, again the season. Right. <laughs> All I want to say is, right, there's a guy I work with called Alfie. He, in his FPL, captained Leno because <laughs> because he thought he was going to save loads of shots. Does it make you points in FPL? What is he fucking thinking about? <laughs> right. But on the game, though, um, the Tim Ream goal was a bit jammy. Edison could have done a bit better. It is what it is. I'm used to that. Um, the Aki goal was a bit jammy as well. Yeah, didn't, I think, a, didn't Akanji like, touch it a little bit? Start. I don't think he touched it. I think he was just in the way of um, Leno. And then, obviously, it didn't get ruled, does it? So it kind of could have turned the tide of the game. But at the same time, we were going to smack them either way. Like, we're at home. We're, we're at the Etihad, the fortress that it is right now. Um, and Haaland, mate, what a player. What a player. He's he's a joke. He's a joke. Everyone was like, last season. Everyone else had captain on FPL as well, because they have a fucking brain. Well, it's like, if you, if you look at the games, the first four games from last season and the first four games from this season, he scored the same goals in each game. It's mad. It's mad. Like, he scored yeah. six goals in four games and the same goals. He scored a hat-trick in each of the games. Like, mate, he's, he's on another level. I did think, coming into this season, we did do a little pod where I was, I was saying he won't, he won't score as many. Yeah, he won't score as many, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, no question on that. And I said, really? Do you think so? I reckon he's just going to tear up again. And... Mm. Well, I was, I was worried about um, De Bruyne being out. But Bolden stepped into it. Do you know what I mean? Bolden stepped up. He's not obviously getting as many assists and goals as he used to when he was playing on the wing or playing up front. But that's not his role anymore. Um, Jeremy Doku. Decent debut. I like him. He's speedy. He's tricky. He's, he's like he's good on the ball. That's what we needed. Yeah. He takes risks, doesn't he? he yeah. And... It's we haven't had that since Sane. Sterling, I think well, yeah, Sterling was Sterling. Sterling was like that, but near the end of his City career, he kind of just stopped doing that. Kind of as soon as he got the ball, he just slowed down the attack, and then yeah. But yeah, we needed that for a while because Grealish is never going to be that guy. Grealish is a possession guy, dribble guy. He does what he wants. But yeah, Doku's he looks good. He looks like a good player. And um Oscar Bob. What a player. Oscar I saw Bob, a cameo mate. of him doing that little dribble <laughs> and turn. Yeah. I he's gonna go for like 40 million to in Sheffield United next season. Watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kovacic has no, been decent, hasn't he, since he came in? He's slotted yeah, in I was, away, just I remember we did a pod. Um <laughs> first season of power pitches with JJ, Louis, me and Vic and Vic said Kovacic reminds him of Hazard The and we all slated him for it we were like Hazard, Kovacic, it's no way it's still a mad thing to say really it, of course it is, you backed it ridiculous amounts though we said it for like weeks, we kept bringing it up and you were like yeah, yeah of course but yeah, Kovacic is good good player, how he agrees I do like Kovacic though. He's he's slotted in. He does remind me of Gundogan a bit, but he can do that um, dribbling part. So yeah, he maybe doesn't have that like final pass or yeah. like, that sh- finish, but it, everything else like the dribbling, the ball carrying. Um, yeah, does it? Really... I, I like him, man. I do. I do feel bad for Calvin Phillips though, 
because yeah, he, he should have just took up Gundogan's position, like just play a bit further up the pitch. But now nah, we signed Kovacic for what was it like thirty million? Yeah, bargain. Really. Something like that. What is he like a triple Champions League winner or something? He won like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have Kovacic United than Mount. We probably needed Kovacic more than we needed fucking Mount in the middle. If I'm honest, like that yeah. Kovacic next to Casemiro would be way more useful for yeah, us. Yeah, see, right? the, the, I didn't realise. The, the United would be the dream, though, wouldn't he, I think? Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's a fucking dream that's never going to happen. <laughs> <you've got laughs> <fast. Sorry. laughs> nah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Next week, we're going to smack everyone. I reckon the only game that will trouble us this season, for some reason, every season, at Spurs away. Spurs away. We, we, haven't, even, we haven't scored a goal Spurs away, ever. We haven't that's scored right. at a London stadium. Um, Newcastle. Real. Yeah, it is. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck. Um, United always somehow trouble us in Something one of the games. Uh, it's weird. That's what the had, and then we'll sneak yeah, in one. Yeah. We love it. We're going to shit on Chelsea again. Um, yeah. Liverpool look all right, but. I reckon it will be easy again. Uh, who else is there? I say in there. Oh, Brighton, Brighton, big team, big Matoma, maybe. But yeah, I'm not worried. It's looking like a good season for us already. What the fucking boys? Yeah. And with that as well, we will roll on to Brighton. Of course, smacking up Newcastle. Couldn't Pretty believe much. it. Unbelievable game from Brighton. Bounce back after that West Ham defeat. Um. I want to get never folks in the morning in a minute, but Newcastle looked way off the pace. Mm. And I was, I was trying to think, like, what, why did they suddenly look so bad? And the only thing I could think of is you reckon that CL group has shook them a little bit. You think Maybe. they've seen that? Oh, holy fuck. Now we're in the mix with the big boys, and it's a little bit scary because their Champions League group is nuts. Obviously, you got our live reaction on here last week, and we all lost our fucking minds to it. Um, oh, I have sure. no other reason why Newcastle dropped off so much in that game. Well, I think the, yeah, go on. Well, yeah, yeah. It's one of those where um, surely they're seeing that group and they're thinking there's something in some of those players' minds where it's like, right, let's just focus on the league now, because if they make it out of that group, they're not they're not gonna do any more than that, I reckon, because we all know PSG are gonna win that group. I think. They should, Mbappe, but you never know. Mbappe, uh, whatever that striker's called, and Dembele, French top three. Good. Um, AC so Milan. Colomawani, yeah, yeah, Colomawani. Um, AC Milan looking dangerous because they got what quarter final last season, semi final, one of them. And yeah, but they, they skimped. Nah, AC Milan skimped to that semi final. They probably didn't actually yeah. deserve to. Yeah, they were poo in the semi final against Inter as well. I, Dortmund I, are a good I, team as well. I think Newcastle could stick through, but the key to it will be winning at St James's Park. If they could win their games, well. the key to it for good. me is getting one point off PSG. If they get any points off PSG, they can make it out because I think, the I other think teams obviously beat them at home and then get like a draw away. I think if they manage that, then that's very good of them. If the, if PSG drop any points to Newcastle, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? But I, I really that's doubt a, it. An unbelievable mix: oil versus gas. What a war that would be. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, let's get on to another one of my unbelievable predictions from this season. Could not Benji, believe it. Benji even had to give me props for this on Saturday night because he was so impressed. He's <laughs> a monster. I said at the start of the season, if he tears up again this year, he's going for 100 million next summer. 
mate, that hat trick, unbelievable. He's fucking 18 years old, but he looks like he should be like 28. He's massive. Like, this is a serious guy. This is probably the it's best. Proper, is it, fucking it's a proper striker, isn't it? Well, we, we said on the pod, uh, was it week one? Yeah, it was week one. Tottenham, if they're smart, they put all the money into Ferguson and buy him. He's literally a Harry yeah. Kane replacement. <laughs> like, Every when we watch, yeah. watching him, he's a good player as well. I didn't, like, obviously, the way you were talking about it, I was just like, oh, it's just Ed going on with himself about some random player. But fair enough. you got to give your flowers, man. you got to give him the flowers. Yeah. He can do it all as a striker, can't he? Like when yeah. he's coming deep and playing or running in behind, getting on end of crosses. I, I don't see like one glaring weakness in his game really. And to have all that his age as well. I mean, how old is he? Twenty like, or 18? 18. Like, 18. Like, man. Well, he's got plenty of time to sort it out, mate. And like playing that Brighton team now as well, like good attacking teams, even better for him. I mean, if he was stuck at Chelsea right now. It, or even United, mate, he'd be having a terrible time getting no service. In that Brighton team, they're so attacking and they're so good with the ball. Like, it's perfect for him to develop, man. I honestly think, yeah, next summer, if Brighton could hold on to him, they would have done fucking like 200 well. million, what yeah. I think. Near 200 million, I think they could get for him. I think they could. For, he's a striker like him. No, that, 200 a serious a number, like man. He got 25 Prem goals this year. If he got 25 Prem goals this year, it would be, it'd be like 150, I reckon. Nah, I think so. Too. Right, I but the money people are going, but that that would rely on him getting twenty five prem goals. Right, okay, okay, yeah, twenty five for Brighton, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, in the prem, like that would it have to be a very big turn. Yeah. but I reckon he's gonna get. I said at least twelve, if not fifteen, prem goals this season. And he's already he got does that eight years old, mate. Yeah, exactly. If he does that, eighteen years old. Thinking about scoring one of the other games as well, but I'm not hundred percent. I'm pretty, yeah, pretty sure he's, I think he scored really late in one of the other games. Like late in the eighth minute or in an extra time, um, so you might be on four already, mate. And my Ireland would be fucking happy. They've not had a they've <laughs> not had a top class player for a long time, mate. Yeah. Since Keane and Damon Duffy, the only two fucking Irish players I could even think of that were unbelievable. And well, I'm Bobby Keane, I guess. But like, yeah. Just hope he doesn't. Get like, you know. Well, no, I was going to yeah. say, just hope he doesn't transfer to fucking England, like Rice or Grealish. Yeah, that would be poor. I don't like it. I don't like it when players do that. Nah. Can we just say as well how good uh, Gilmore was? Like up against Tanal, yeah. Joel Linton and Bruno Gimmeris and he just bossed it. Like giving it, taking it, playing the passes through. He was so good as well. Well, Brighton, like after last week, I was like, oh, they just had a decent start to the season. Like they're not that good because they lost last week to Villa, West maybe? West Ham. Yeah, 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 yeah. They lost and I was like, oh. it was just like a few games, but to beat to beat Newcastle like that, who had a ridiculous season last season, is it's either one of the two. It's either Brighton are going to have a good season this season with Evan Ferguson, Mitoma, uh, Stupitan, Gilmore, all these players coming through. And also, Ansu Fati, what a signing, mate! Yes, nuts. That is mental, what a sign. I can't believe it. I seen it. I was like. Oh, it's going to be one of those fake Fabrizio Romano accounts on Twitter. No, that's not real. And then I seen a video. I thought, why? Ansu Fati was going to, like, he literally took Messi's number at Barcelona. Like, that's a big thing to put on your shoulder. And now he's playing for Brian. He could yeah, I see, cook. I see, didn't mate, in fucking the league last year, he was like their second highest scorer after Lewandowski yeah. as well. I don't really know why they loaned him out, that's to be honest. Like, I think. 
the only thing I can think is that Brighton have given them quite a hefty loan fee potentially. Mm. Oh yeah, they've made yeah. all that money. It's gone somewhere. Well, obviously we know Barca financially aren't the strongest at the moment. Um, did they sell Dembele to PSG in the end? I think they did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he lost money for that. I think that was fifty million or something, wasn't it? Something like that. Um, so you wouldn't think they needed it, but I literally couldn't. When I, I was, I was a bit surprised by it anyway. And then when I heard, yeah, that he was there, I think it was only like seven or nine league goals in all fairness. It wasn't like a crazy return. Yeah, yeah he was like the second or third highest La Liga goal scorer. And I thought, so why the fuck are they loaning him out then? Like, <laughs> Mate, they've got a good team now, especially with Bellingham. Mate. Why the hell are you getting rid of him? But yeah, I, I am excited. What a sign. Yeah. It's still yeah. Like yeah. Victoria, isn't it? <laughs> um, that is my... goes on the right. Mate. Yeah, surely they play Ferguson, Matoma, and Fatty on the you're right. Dro- you're dropping Solly March then, aren't you? And he's been quoted. He's been consistent. You have to, though. You have to. For a player like Fatty, and obviously Matoma's playing how he is now, got to drop March, man. I mean, if they're bringing him in off the bench, even that is disgusting, mate. Brian, bring that out too <laughs> The 60th minute like that is fucking wild. They could, they could be a serious yeah. team this season, you know? They could be a serious team. We said this, and then obviously we kind of backtracked last week, but to beat Newcastle like that, like, you never know what could happen. But mate, Newcastle, after the first game, when they smacked that Villa 5-1, we're going, fucking hell, Newcastle could have yeah, a good season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then you destroyed them. Didn't really, yeah. they didn't really do much in that game. Did they? Did they were attacking? They were trying to press you right up at your end, which was impressive. But beyond that, they actually weren't great in that game against you. Beaten here by Brighton as well, mate. And Newcastle and Arsenal, mate, I think could have the same problem. Obviously, we'll get onto Arsenal beating United in a bit, but they haven't looked. Them, they haven't looked themselves either from last season. You know, when that pressure's on, when the expectations up there. Sometimes their performance can drop. You know, when your expectation is so low, it's so much easier to have a good season and do well when people are just impressed by what you're doing. But now, Newcastle and Arsenal, yeah, might they've got a tighter like There's more scrutiny on them now. People are expecting them to play so much better. And like Tonali is an unbelievable signing for Newcastle, but yeah, poor in that game. Poor against Brighton are a good team, obviously, but you would think that Brighton and Newcastle are on a quite a similar level, different teams but similar level. You don't be getting fucking battered up free one like that, do you really? But well, yeah, I'm a bit confused at the depth of Newcastle as well, because like when you look at the team and there's like the starting eleven, it's a serious starting eleven. That like Tonali, Isak, Trippier, Bruno G, like they've got serious players. But then when they make substitutions, when it's all going wrong, you bring on Brian Frage, Brandon Fraser, Lascelles, Callum Wilson. You just think. It's a bit weird. Wilson's quality. Wilson's a good right. Wilson's a good player, but other than that, Gordon's they, decent as well. He's been good. I playing hate on the that good man. He's, I like him. You know. <laughs> I, he's good against Liverpool. To be fair, he actually was good against Liverpool. And when when they took him off, that's when Newcastle started to lose yeah, their foot in the game. Yeah. It's just you know what we we did this season one or season two most punchable players in the Premier League. Anthony <laughs> Gordon's always been there. Pisses me off. <laughs> He's so annoying. Who's that? Martinelli's one for me. Obviously, I know the Arsenal. I got to thing, say but... Fernandez. I got to say Bruno. Bruno. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, of course. Everyone hates Bruno. I love him though. <laughs> you, you'd look um... him on your team, but you hate it. If you... <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. 100%. Um, uh, what's the next game on the agenda? The next game I've got written down is Palace beat Wolves. Another game, mate, that last week we thought was going to be a ball fest, not many goals. 3 2 to Palace. 
way better than I was expected. Yeah. Um, I've got to give a shout out to Max Kilman for the stop on the open goal shot from RU that he blocked. That was fucking unbelievable. But, mate, Edward, Eze, Mateta and Jordan Ayew, mate, some of the football they're playing was fucking unbelievable. How was Eze? Roy Hodgson playing liquid football? What, <laughs> what is going on? 80-year-old Roy Hodgson is actually getting an unbelievable tune out of it. I couldn't fucking believe it. Mate, he's had four games... He's almost had a scrap on the pitch, and now he's got to play in liquid football. It's outrageous. It's outrageous now, but Eze is a player that I love to watch, you know. Like, watching him play football is so nice. He's just, he's smooth with it. He's like a, yeah, he's like a flair. He's a nice player, man. He's a nice player. Oh, you see it. He flicks up behind and touch it down, like, behind him to, yeah, to bang it in. That was fucking lovely, mate. The thing with Palace is, Alicia is still out injured as well. Once he comes back, yeah. then you've got him on the yeah. right as well. Um, yeah, mate, 100%. So, yeah, it's just a matter, I think it's just a matter of keeping um, Edward consistent with the goals because Edward's been in the Premier League for a while now. He's not been so consistent. If they can get him constantly scoring like that, then Palace will definitely be like well, top. This is on the second or third season, I think. And there was actually quite a lot of hype around Edouard before he came. I remember he used to have like, yeah. a, I think he had like a really good FIFA card or something. He had like, like a team in a season. Wait, wait, wait. The sweat. And everyone was going to Newcastle. Chris Palace was like, he's going to fucking... And he didn't really do anything to do that first season. But, mate, he's looking like he's looking like a decent little striker now. And I've actually got written down here that I always just thought Palace were going to be just like lower mid-table, not really do anything. Mm. But this has been, they didn't they they only lost to Arsenal like one nil. Didn't actually do badly in that game. Like they've been they've been a tough team to play against, mate. And I think they could push push themselves right up, mate, and hit that tenth eleventh spot. I mean, mate, this is what I think about Burnley. This is genuinely what I think about Burnley. Palace have played well this season and been mate. Palace only got beat one nil by Arsenal. Like that's not bad at all, mate. They haven't got smacked about the park, have they? And like... They ain't played the mighty sitter. They ain't played the mighty sitter. Wait for Palace to play sitter. Yeah? Didn't a couple of years ago, randomly, out of nowhere, though? Yeah, and that's a goal, wasn't it? 3-1 or something, of some round, 3-2 or something, or something oh, in some game. Yeah, that yeah. kind of Gallagher scoring, and then... Some couple the outside, the goal, outside the box pings, yeah, exactly. So let's not even, yeah. let's not even sleep on Palace, mate. Especially with Edison boys, in that move. Let's not take a piss here. Warriors doing the business, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, with Wolves again, it's like that Fabio Silva. He's he does something up front, but as soon as you take him off, they literally have nothing at all. Like Fabio Hang Silva, yeah, Hwang Hee Chan. I like him. I remember when he first signed. It's another one of them. He's a FIFA card when I used to play FIFA at RB Leipzig. I was like, oh, he's pacey, yeah. pacey striker. I was like, yeah, get him my team. And then yeah, he just didn't really do anything. I don't know. He's, I thought he'd be like a human son type player because he scored in the World Cup uh, like last minute goal to knock out someone. I think it was Brazil. I think he knocked out Brazil in a World Cup. He scored the last minute goal. He took a shirt off everything. Everyone was gassed. And was it Spain then or Germany? Was that this one that's just gone by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that just happened. It might have been Germany. Yeah, yeah. In the in the group stage, it was Spain or Germany. Scored yeah, yeah. last minute goal, knocked him out, and I thought, oh, he could bring this back to Wolves. And nah, just hasn't. Well, I thought it was mad that Wolves actually got two goals in a game. Yeah. Which yeah. I was like, never and still couldn't even get a point. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of peak. Like, 
they've not even been terrible this season. They've had loads of shots and chances and never get goals. And this the first game, the two goals isn't enough for them to get something from it. And yeah, they still lose to Palace, mate. That is tough, tough time for Wolves. I think for them, it's just a matter of trying to stay up. But it's, it's kind of embarrassing you saying that because when you look at the team, it's not that bad at all. They've got quality individual players like Pedro and Neto. Um, it's tough. You, it's tough. You know what I mean? Like they should be doing. They should be finishing around twelfth, eleventh. But I just don't think we'll see that. It's tough because you, you, when you look at the team, you don't think they will be battling for relegation. But realistically, they actually might. Yeah, I can it's, see it's it. tough. It is tough. Like the thing that saves them, as I've said about a few teams, is that in my mind, Luton, Sheffield, Everton, maybe even. Forest, in my mind, are worse teams than them. Yeah. Like, maybe Bournemouth as well. Not that Burnley, though. Probably Burnley as well. But yeah, if Wolves can't fucking Thank you, start scoring the goals, then it doesn't matter. Because if they don't score goals, they will be getting relegated. It's, obviously, I know they've got two this week, but they need to get goals and actually win games as well. Like, Yeah, I feel like we're, we're a broken record on this podcast about Wolves. If they get yeah. goals, they'll be a good team, but they won't. Like it is what it is. And we'll we'll come back to it in a few weeks when we play Luton, and we'll see. Yeah, if they don't done. score goals against Luton, then they're done. They're done for the season. <laughs> but we'll move on to the next game. Uh, I've got Liverpool Villa. Move on to that yeah. one. Um, you guys are talking about Burnley uh, and not putting up results. Villa, we came into the season, they're new a team. team. Still, come on. 3-0 against Liverpool, a brand new yeah, yeah. Liverpool. It's a brand new Liverpool, though. Uh, Anfield. So? They're a good team, always. We beat them at Anfield every time, saying. You're not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was, I was surprised by Liverpool because in the previous weeks we were saying that they need, a, they need to sort out the midfield. But the game seemed like the midfield was quite good. Like Supposedly, yeah, Supposedly, pretty good player. Yeah, he's good a name. Good Proper good player. Yeah, McAllister still don't think he's playing as good as he did at Brighton. Yeah, is he, he not playing? Like I swear he's playing like as the deeper six, and then he, he, he played deeper Brighton. At Brighton, he was he was playing next yeah, to Casado. Like he wasn't that high up at Brighton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but mate, that Gravenberg signing scares me a bit. I think Gravenberg's a good player as well. Is yeah, that a loan um, or is it a permanent? Permanent. I think it's a permanent. permanant. Yeah, I, I, did you watch? Um, did you see the video of the uh, Robertson welcoming him? I found it quite funny. He was I like a, a good Dutch. Nah. Yeah, finally yeah. a good Dutch player. Good. <laughs> <laughs> find that joke. <laughs> now they, they they will be a good team if um, if this Gravenberg works out. And if Klopp can integrate this um, inverted fullback system with Trent, it'll be good. It'll be a good team. Because, obviously, if they just copy what we do, they have the quality in their team to, to challenge us again. Because, I- I'm saying this, Darwizzi Nunes should be starting. What a player. Well, I, 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 like I still Nunes. think he's a bit of like a chaos player. Like a, he yeah, like is. He's so, he's so weird. We, we spoke about it last week because obviously he got the two goals against Newcastle and one in that game. And I was saying, so you, you're thinking he's got to be starting, bench Gakpo, and we all kind of agreed. But then, so in this game, he obviously forced the OG from Matty Cash with his shot. 
but then missed an absolute sitter of a header across the salad. That was a sitter, mate. The back post has a good this much space and he's this far away from it like it's fucking mental that he doesn't get a goal um and yeah it's just so weird of him because i saw that i saw that fucking forcing the forcing the goal and going, oh yeah maybe now he's gonna hit that hype that and hit the hype that he was getting and the reason they spent so much money on him and you see him miss that and you go is this fucking bloke good or not like what is actually going on with him <laughs> no I, I do like him i think the thing is, he has the qualities to be a good striker, but he is a bit like what Vic said, a chaos striker, because he's got pace. He can dribble better than a lot of strikers in the Prem. For his size as well, he's a he's a quite a big guy, quite a tall guy. He's quite strong. He has the shot power, but you know when he takes it like uh, near the side of the box and he cuts across to shoot, he shoots across, and it always goes like the corner flag. Like there's times like that where I think. You're oh, your striker on. for like 70 million, 80 million. Just put it in a box at that point because yeah, every you, time. You see two goals against Newcastle, though. They're fucking unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Like, Weird yeah. striker. He's, yeah, he's so good, though. He's, I think, with the right, with the right, like, um, I don't know how to right say it, like, the right I service, think... right culture, right service. He can, yeah. yeah, he'll be a guy. He does remind me a little bit of like, um, Timo Werner, which is it? No, no. Timo Werner was shy. No. <laughs> no. It, it, like he's he's tall, he's strong. I got I kind of like a shit Haaland. Don't know. Because he has the qualities of Haaland, just a bit worse. And he can't finish as good. His shooting is like it's so bad it's good. Inconsistent. Like, like yeah, you say, it's, yeah, inconsistent. But then sometimes it's almost like they're so terrible they're a perfect shot and it just flies in the top corner. Like it has no right to and it shouldn't do what it's done. Yeah. But it's just gone boff, top corner, nothing you can do about it. Like it's so it's so strange. I really don't know what the fuck's going on with him. I don't I don't know how to rate him, but he's doing a business right now as a Liberal fan to be happy with him finally. He stayed yeah, in my FPL. He's one of those cha- one of those strikers that just needs like three good chances per game and like he'll score yeah. one of them. I think if he's, if he's one of those strikers where like you put him in a Chelsea side where you get like one half chance a game, then he's not going to do so well. So nice. Um, Wait, how's that? I got a cat. That, that's well, I just got him. He's like two months old. Oh Jesus! Well, younger than mine. I got two months about about to be six months. I'm no, scared I've got a dog. Fucking scared of cats. <laughs> what do you mean? I get the I dogs. Know. I get the dogs. But how can you be scared of cats? I don't know. I just can't. I can't explain it. It's just one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> we will love my too. All right. Should we move on to the game? I really don't want to talk about because it's fun. Mate, I love it. I love it. Classic, classic, classic United, classic Arsenal. That's what it was. Three yeah, one Arsenal. It wasn't classic United or classic Arsenal. United no, actually went Arsenal. This game. We were. Mate. I was saying this to someone. I, I, after after about seventy minutes, you know they're going to score. If it's one one, they're tied up. After 70, 80 minutes, you know there's going to be a goal. And when you see like the ninety minutes, like last season with Trossard getting the last minute goals, Reese Nelson last minute goals. This season it's Declan Rice and Jesus, but. Yeah, man, it was like for me, United were not. They were good. good. They were good. No, Mate, I think when it came down to it, it, after the 70th minute, 
actually the United, especially in the second half, mate, it looked like United getting all the chances. And then when Garnacho got his goal, you thought, yeah, yeah this that is should have stood. That should have stood. I think. I think that should have stood. But then, no, he was offside. After that, got disallowed. Then United took the, the helps. <laughs> benefit of the doubt has been gone for years now. VAR has yeah. ruined the benefit of the doubt and all of this. Yeah, if he's offside, he's... offside did it, it didn't look clear. Yeah, the game's changed now. The game's changed. It wasn't a clear offside. Oh, I I, if I was the United fan, I'd be so pissed off with that because as soon as that got disallowed, then Arsenal go and score. And it's just like, nah, it's so unfair. Nah, I think I'm at the point now where if you're offside even by this much, you've just got to affirm it. Like, there is nothing you can do anymore. This is the thing I was telling, I was telling someone a few weeks ago, mate, is that with the offside call in VAR, yeah, it's actually impossible to get it spot on because there's two frames that they look at. There's one where the ball is on the passer's foot and the next one, the ball is like that far away. So there's like a distance. Yeah. There's like, at what point in that? So that distance between the foot and the ball, like that one, Garnacho is probably within that distance. Do you know what I mean? Between him being yeah. off, onside and offside. So you, it needs, I think there does need to be like a little bit of an allowance set in that's based on how much the ball has moved in between the two frames for the VAR check. Because it is, I'm, I'm sure I've seen it anyway, that it's average like 13 centimetres or something. And actually, if you put that allowance in, then the offside call, like you're saying, you have that little bit where you could say, well, there's you're allowed to be this little tiny bit off. But beyond that, it's it's one hundred percent you were offside before the the ball came off a defender's foot, or whatever. Um, yeah. But I've got to say, I know everyone laughs and everyone goes, "Oh, United fans just say Glazer out after after you lose, whatever, blah blah blah." Like United ended that game with a thirty-five-year-old Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire at centre back. I cannot believe you resigned him. Could have been got rid of. And Johnny Evans had to come in because they couldn't afford to buy a fucking centre back that Eric Tanner actually wanted, mate. That is a shambles for a club yeah. that makes like over six hundred fifty million quid in revenue a year. Like these American fucking dicks need to sell this club to Qatar now. They should have yeah, so, They They've took it off, haven't they? The market. Haven't they yeah, took it off the market? I've seen. I've seen other people say that that's not true and that. Um, Obviously, mate, that rain group, or whatever, have been hired to sell it, and they would make a lot of money from the sale. So they're gonna fucking be, in, they're gonna get themselves in trouble, I think, if um, if they don't sell. But right, let's talk about the game. I've got loads of notes here. Um, the scoreline definitely flattered Arsenal. Obviously, two-one, they get it, fair enough. But then the third goal literally just comes because you know I had to put everyone forward. You know what I mean, to try and get yeah. an equaliser. The one that the goal that annoyed me the most, not even the second one or the third one, it's actually the first one. United do so well, solid defending at the Emirates, 35 minutes, don't concede a fucking shot, no, don't see a goal. They get a goal and literally concede straight away. It's exactly what happened against Forest. Switched off for the first five minutes. You can see like, that's going to happen in the Premier League. You cannot switch off in the Premier League. Teams will fucking score. Even the worst team in the Prem is still good at football. Like You really can't do that. And United have to change that. I don't know what. Don't know where it comes from. I mean, there was even one last year where someone took a quick free kick and just none of the United players had got back into position or even were looking at the game and they literally just had like one quick free kick down the line. I can't remember who it was against. It might have been Villa, maybe. They just zip it down there and then it's just a pass in and there's no one ready and apart from the Villa players or whoever it was and they score. Um, VAR, obviously, we talked about the offside. Penalty decision not given for... Um, I think it was Havertz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It did look a dark. See, that was a bit weird. I, 
if you were if you're an Arsenal fan and you say that was a penalty, I would completely understand where you're coming from. Mm. But I do also understand that he's clearly falling. He falls over a leg that doesn't touch him and then and then gets contact after he's already like yeah, thrown himself a bit. Wait, should he not get a yellow then for diving anyways? Well, that is exactly what my point was gonna be. If you're then gonna say no, it's not a penalty, but he's gone down and appealed for it, surely that's then a yellow card for simulation. Yeah. That is what the rule is meant to be. But that's literally exactly what I had written down, Vic. So good good brain on you. And talking about Havertz, that fucking dickhead might have been wearing a red shirt. He he was awful. He is awful. He is bad. So awful. The, do you see the scuff chance? Yeah. Where yeah, that yeah. So funny, that. From the goal and completely, completely scuffs it. And scuffs it so much, it, he swings his boot through it and it barely rolls off the pitch. And he's so close to the goal. Like, it's actually one of the worst mishits I've ever seen. <laughs> and throughout the game, I was sat here watching my brother-in-law. Just he just kept making mistakes and just kept giving us the ball. And I was literally like, why did they buy him? Yeah. Why did they spend so much money on him? And why are they still putting him in the team? Like he's not been good in any of these games. Take him out, put party back in there next yeah. to Rice. He I, mean, I honestly think if he wasn't playing in that first half, Arsenal probably would have got in like two or three and one yeah. up. Like, I mean, as soon as, 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 soon as they took him off, um, as soon as Havertz came off anyway, didn't Arsenal score the second or third, I think? Uh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he is making that team actually worse. Right. Like, yeah, I was, we, we have spoken about him whenever what we spoke about him like first week and that. And I don't like to be so critical on players, and I've tried to be like where he's young and I tell him I see something or whatever, but he's dreadful. He's actually dreadful. Like, and I don't, I don't know why they've signed him. Like, he's just, he actually is just quite bad. Like, he's not up to the Premier League level. And I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in twenty weeks' time, I'm gonna sit and look like an idiot because he's found performance. <laughs> he's doing bits. He's, he's been in the Premier League right for about four years. He's not gonna. Yeah, I, w- I was very surprised that Arsenal bought him because at Chelsea he was like bouncing around positions anyway. Like I'm so I'm sure when he signed he was a winger and then yeah, he turned into midfield. a striker, then yeah. midfielder, and it was it was Balls odd. Nine. Yeah. And then Wait, at Chelsea. Uh, yeah, and then they signed him at Arsenal, and I was like, "Well, he's not going to take Odegaard's place. He's definitely not taking Saka's and Martinelli's place. They must be signing him as a striker." And now I'm watching the games, and he's playing in midfield alongside yeah. Odegaard. It's so weird. It's a weird, weird signing, and it's a lot. He's, of, he's not... the highest paid, highest paid. Sorry, it won't surprise me, but yeah. No, but he certainly hasn't got the midfield bite to play like no as a, as a replacement for Shaka as well, where Shaka at least had that positional discipline, that awareness. Mm. And Havertz just he doesn't offer himself in possession really. He just wanders around, and it's like it's he, like they thought it's like they thought that Rice was so good at defending that he they could get away of having <laughs> him and just be creative. And like it, yeah. Rice is very good and can do that, but you still need someone. You could get away with someone having who's just decent, like Jacques next to him would be fine. Hard yeah. next to him would be good. Like that would be fine. But yeah, I, oh, I just will never understand it, mate. And the more yeah. the more I see of him, the less and less and less I rate Kai Havertz. Like I honestly think if he if he keeps playing like this, next not next summer twenty twenty four, but what twenty twenty five. Him going back to the Bundesliga for like 25 minutes. Yeah, it, 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 it could be like a Werner situation. 
Yeah. Where he's good in Germany, comes to Chelsea, shit, goes back to Germany, starts banging goals. Yeah. And it's like, Havertz, I remember when he first signed for Chelsea, I was like, he's going to be a good player. Like he, I see yeah, some of his clips and his highlights and stuff. He, he was, was a serious player. Yeah, yeah. Serious player, serious money. And then came to Chelsea and he had a few like shining moments. Yeah. I'm sure Vic will say that, but... Lockdown. Right. He didn't, no, during lockdown, he did like bag a few goals, but he was never like consistency. He never yeah, and he did win you the Champions League, didn't he? He did get one goal in that final, yeah. in all fairness. But <laughs> beyond that, yeah, just just not good. Like sixty-five million. What? And that's and you know what? Yeah, I, I bet you're glad about that, Vic. By the way, just before, <laughs> I bet you're glad that you got rid of him for sixty-five million. That is a that is a yeah. sale. I know this is an audio only podcast, but when, when Vic mentioned Mark's name, then Ed just shook his head. <laughs> That's what we did. I don't know why we signed him. I, don't, I get that Ericsson doesn't have the legs, but I'd literally, that fucking Amrabat we've signed, I'd rather see him playing where Ericsson played over Mount. Like, Mount I is just the next version of Bruno. Ericsson's assist. Similar. Ericsson's assist to Rashford was class as well. Hey, Ericsson has looked better than that. Mm. Like, Ericsson's just not got legs to play like a full 90s consistently. Mate, he Sorry. needs a pacemaker. Yeah. It just um, you can't rely on Ericsson to like to start and finish games. Exactly. And that's why I thought he bought Mount. And I'm sure like Ten Hag can probably get him going um like in the future and can probably get him. Um, working in that midfield next to Casemiro, but he needs to up that work rate in defence so much. And yeah, it's, a, it's just a weird one. I mean, I'll give him the season. I'll trust Ten Hag because Ten Hag's loved him because wasn't it years ago he was on loan at someone in the Eredivisie um, while Ten Hag was at Ajax or maybe when he was in Germany. And um, that's why he signed Mount. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he's been into him for a long time. But yeah, yeah it was a weird one. But you were Ooh. saying before about Bundesliga players who were unbelievable yeah. in the Bundesliga and have struggled in the Premier League. And let's talk about another one, Jaden Sancho. Uh, after the game, not including the match day squad, post match interview, uh, Eric Ten Hag gets asked, why isn't Jaden Sancho in the team? Ten Hag says he's not had a good enough week in training. I'm paraphrasing here for that, but quite funny to me. But basically, yeah. not a good enough week in training. So I didn't include him in the team within 45 minutes or an hour. Jaden Sanchez put out a post saying, don't believe what you read. I'm, I still did great in training. And I'm always fine. Skateboard for three years. Something like that. And like, mm. I, I get it. You might be offended that you think you've been called out. I mean, and I've always been scapegoated. Come on, mate. I think it could be his United career over. It should be, really. It should be. Alone, he should it's, be like, it's like what we did with Cancelo. Like, Cancelo had a fallout with Pep literally straight away sent him off and now he's never going to play for us again the, it, realistically it should be what you do with Sancho because the fact like even if you don't agree with your manager he's your manager like you have to listen to him like it's, it's respecting the team and for him to put out a social media post where obviously Sancho popular guy on social media and he's going to get people hating on Ten Hag stuff like that Ten Hag out but what like what do you actually think about Ten Hag and how he's treating these players because he's obviously favouring his, like, his style players 
like with the Antonys and stuff, because no one seems to see anything in Antony except Tanag. I I don't think Anthony's as bad as people say he is. I think yeah. he's over. I, don't, I, I think that's as well. bad as people say he is. He just he just he's another player like Bruno that people love to hate because of the way he looks, yeah. because of the way yeah. stupid tricks and that. He's actually not as bad as people say he is, and he is still young. Like he can still get better. But with Jonas Sancho, I want to I want to stay on him because I, I when when we signed him, I was like, fucking yeah, see we got it's a well good player and that. He yeah he's come out basically saying ten old line that he always trains well. There's been complaints when he was at Dortmund, when he was at City, and when he was in, in the number 21s. So from three different managers, three different things he's been playing for, or whatever, have all complained about his training or being late to training, missing training, or having a bad attitude in training. Like where does he where does he think people are gonna believe him? Like he's obviously got a few fans, and there's the people that don't like Tenard because he got rid of Ronaldo or he did this or he yeah. did that. And so they all go on his side. He's going, Oh, it's obvious, like he's he Tenard's problem. Mate, it's blatant. Like Jadon Sancho has so much talent, but I don't. I'm starting to doubt his his attitude massively. And but why, why do you not sign these players so much, mate? Paul Pogba was was the same. Sancho is the same. Even even someone like fucking um, uh, Henderson, the keeper. Like obviously he didn't sign him. He was a youth player, whatever. Such big egos, talent. N- not always good performances and I and it's, it drags United down and like all the story now all the, all the talk about United to be about how the game went United actually thought didn't actually play bad I thought we actually had a decent game yeah. compared to how we've been this season I actually thought we did pretty well away at the Emirates especially second half we had a lot of good shots Um, but now everyone is just talking about Jadon Sancho like calling him Ten Hag a liar and it's just I don't know very poor, very poor behaviour from him well, he's just Big, big fine. And yeah, well, just on that quickly, though. Um, Sancho was literally supposed to be the best out of the three at Dortmund. Haaland, Bellingham, Sancho. He was supposed to be the best. And you he's look at the careers of the others and you think, he should be up there. Because when you watch, I don't know if you guys ever watched like the Dortmund games. I used to watch them in like, Champions League and stuff. But Sancho was definitely the best yeah. out of the three. Like the he had the ability, he had everything, and he was like feeding Haaland and Bellingham was like supporting Sancho. It was kind of like a trio type thing. And you look at him now and you just you think he's such wasted talent. He's like a city youth player. Uh City sold him because he wasn't good enough or whatever. And then Dortmund, he sh- he like he shined in Germany, obviously it's Germany. Comes to United, you think big player now, big sign in. And Nothing happened. I just think yeah. he could. If there's always ifs and buts, though. But if he joins another team, do you reckon it changes? Because, like oh, as you said, so. yeah, it's like as you said, he's had complaints from everyone about his training. So I don't know. It's weird. I think I think it depends what team he joins. I think actually, if he was playing for City, if he could keep his attitude in check and not wind up Pep, he'd probably be good because he he's yeah. definitely when there's someone there that you can play off and stuff and like last season there was a notable noticeable difference when Dallow was playing right back because Dallow would attack more and he could link up with him and look better and then when Wam Saka was playing even though Wam Saka's looking real good at the moment to be fair to him um when Wam Saka played he was at worst because Wam Saka wasn't so naturally good at linking up and doing one two seasons but uh, there's been a few moments for Jonas Hatch but it just hasn't been good enough consistently and like I would like his statement, I would get it if yeah he he was 
tearing up. If he was doing well week in, week out, working hard, working hard on the pitch in games as well. You know what I mean? If, if, if at the end of every game I seen him play, I went, fucking hell yeah, he ran his socks off today. He put everything out there. Then I'd be like, maybe Ten Hag shouldn't have said that. But never really seen that. He's, no. he's not. He's not seen that phase when we've lost games. He doesn't seem to necessarily put the work in tracking back in that as well. So that's why I'm like, I, I actually don't think the statement's going to help him because I think it's going to deter. If United do go to sell him, that's a major deterrent to a lot. Go, is is he worth it? If he's going to come with that attitude, he's going to undermine. He's going to undermine the club, and he's on big money anyway. At United, and he would, and they probably want a lot of money to sell him. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it could, when you it consider could, like when you consider like the hype around him before he came to United and how long you let um, you lot spent trying to get him, I mean I'm sure it was like a transfer saga that was like over a year, and then he comes mm. in and then he just he hasn't done it. But I mean to be fair, he joined under Oli and it was, I think it was like oh let's see when how how Sancho will perform and they get a competent manager. But under Ten Hag, I was expecting more from him under Ten Hag. Yeah, and he just hasn't done it. It's just, I mean, was, it's just yeah. defensive defensive work rate, I think. Off the ball and it's just not a lot of players like that and he's one of them really. It's a shame. I, I am really I am quite disappointed really because he is one of those players that you do expect flair, goals, pace, yeah. dribbling, everything. You like he has everything. It is just his attitude, it's an attitude problem at Mate, the end of the that, day. Remember the goal against City last year, edge of the box. Yeah, yeah. That celebration. Unbelievable. But that's what I mean. Yeah. He'll have a few moments like that across the season, but never consistently get, gets it. He had one against Liverpool as well. I remember that was class when we beat them. Yeah, yeah I remember that. When he, when he sat Van Dijk down. But, um, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Player like that. Brilliant. Absolute brilliance. But what, it just doesn't happen all the time. And to be honest, I think it's, I think it's because in the, in the Bundesliga, he seemed fast. In the Premier League, he seems really slow. Yeah. Like when we get on a when we get on a counter attack or something, I'm like, don't give it to him because he's too he's too fucking slow. Like he's not going to chase it down. Like you want to give it to Rashford out there or something because at least he's just going to fucking gas yeah. down the line. But Sancho doesn't have that pace in the Prem. Um, but yeah, I think after what he said, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. But definitely. I think I think it. If it was up to eight ten hard, I don't reckon he'd play for United again. But it's also super annoying he's done this now, just after the windows closed, because we could have used that fucking money. But if we're so broke, we have to yeah. get Amrabat on a loan. You can't afford to play for him right now. Like, yeah, very poor. Well, just quickly before we move on to our predictions for next week after this week's uh, games, just want to speak on another United winger who is just gone on loan to Getafe, Mason Greenwood. Mate, so and another another <laughs> massive fuck up from Man United when yeah. they said their cunts saying that that was it, they cancel everything, and the cunts come back in twenty twenty four. What? And they're paying for his like I'm everything so in Spain. They're paying for everything. Like it's ridiculous. Wow. Like I understand you, great player, whatever, blah blah blah. If you're saying you're cutting ties, cut ties. You you don't exactly. want a player like that with your club anyway. But these Glazers don't, do you not care? They no. don't give a fuck. It, I was saying to someone it's mad as well because when when that statement came out from I think it was John Mayer or Richard or one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were like, 
our investigation showed that the charges against him weren't um, weren't accurate or, or it wasn't as bad as the charges were meant to be, blah, blah, blah. But we're still cutting ties. And I was thinking, wait a second. So you're saying you think he's basically innocent, but then you're cutting ties, which I thought meant they were cancelling his contract and he was just going to be gone. Yeah, and that's not even be the reality. Mate, how them two blokes are selling a job and how like how so many of the United board and people who make decisions there are selling a job is insane. Like this is a massive thing with Greenwood. If any, if even a fraction of what we saw was genuine stuff, like he's a fucking bad guy. He's a bad guy, yeah. And so I mean United have like a women's team and and like women work at a club and that. Why would they ever want him walking around there like I know he's a young guy, and I've seen a lot of people going, "Oh, he's young." Like people make mistakes when they're young, blah blah blah. But yeah, he's not like he's not fourteen. Like, he's a grown yeah. man. He can make his decisions and stuff. I just think nah. I don't think you should yeah. ever be allowed to play football again. It's like the whole Benjamin Mendy thing, ridiculous. The oh, Greenwood thing, ridiculous. I just think nah, there's no place in football for these guys. But apparently, in Spain, there is. Uh, at least, not, at least yeah. he was Mendy. At least they like sold him on a permanent and just like fully like. Well, he's trying. Off. He's trying to sue us. He's trying to sue us for his wages because obviously we weren't paying him. But he's trying to sue us for like twenty million or something. I think it's madness. That is wild. But well, yeah. End on that topic. Uh, we'll move on to our our uh, predictions for next week. Our weekly predictions that we always do. Uh, last back. week. Have you got our last week predictions? Let's have you got them up? I'll get them up quickly now. Oh, I um, told you get them down. I didn't have the time. Wait, I wasn't even in the podcast. Oh, you left me out. Well, I know. That's why you have to, that's why you have to put some work in for <laughs> Catch up what you missed out on. Catch up. I'm uh, I'm the CEO. Right, there's so much to listen for. Right, we just have to forget. We'll have to forget for this week. I'm not gonna lie, because this podcast yeah. is getting on. But what well, I do think I've got Arsenal three-one win. Fair enough. I will take that one. I yeah. will write these ones down for next week. Um. So, first game next week is not in national break now. Yeah, it's in national break for a week. Okay, it's cool. Yeah. Cool. So two weeks. I will write these down. Keep them safe. Uh. So the first game back in two weeks is Wolves against Liverpool. It's at Wolves, so it's at their stadium. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There's no way they score against Van Dijk, Alisson. Van Dijk won't play. He's got the red card, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Alisson. They're not even scoring past Matt and Canale. They just don't score goals. Yeah, I, I agree with 3 0. I'm not going to lie. Just because obviously Liverpool look like they're, you know, settling into the new team yeah. and Wolves are shocking. So <laughs> it'll be a good it'll be a good game to see some goals. Hopefully that's a 12 30 shocker and they end up winning. <laughs> uh, next one on the list is Villa Crystal Palace. I don't think that'll be close. I'm not going to lie. I, I think Villa are at, at home. Villa. Yeah, at Villa. Yeah. Villa I'm at gonna home. Go, I'm going to go 2-1 Villa. I'm going to go 2-0. Honestly. 
just because oh. Villa at home, the home advantage, they're due a blowout game because yeah. the team that they have, they have quality and stuff. I reckon, I reckon one nil Villa. Okay, one nil, two one, two nil. Palace been tough to beat this season. They only lost one nil to Arsenal at the Emirates, mate. That's not bad. True, but at the same time, it's like they are at home. Um, actually, I'm speaking more on Vic here. I don't think they will concede a goal, just because I don't know. They're a good team. And, exactly. I'll, I'll say one nil. Yeah, one. Okay, one 0s fair. One nil's fair. But I, I back myself. We've been singing Ezo's praise, mate. Try to do so. He is a class player, but he does have those games where it's like he's a bit annoying. Um, <laughs> next game, boy, this is this is the biggest game of the season, I think. Fulham Luton. Two oh, nil. Mate, what a game! Where's it at? Where's it at, uh, Fulham? at Fulham, yeah. Tuck, yeah, they're at Fulham. Mate, honestly, if yeah. it was at Luton, if it was at Luton, I'd actually back them to get a draw or something because they actually weren't terrible against West Ham at home and West Ham mm. are a much better team than Fulham. But Fulham have not been that good this season. No, uh, not at all. I still think they've got too much, though, at home. I'm going, I'm going Fulham as well. Yeah, I'm going 1-0 as well. I agree with Ed. Just because, obviously, Luton, we know what Luton are about. They're away from home. And... Yeah, Fulham are amazing, obviously. They lost a lot of players, but Luton's Luton. Do you know what I mean? You can't really expect goals from Luton. Um, And I'm not expecting goals either, especially away from home. Uh, Next one, United versus Brighton. 2-2. At Old Trafford, 2-2. Don't lose at Old Trafford, but I don't. You should win, no? You should win. Mate, Brighton, Brighton are at the moment, yeah, exactly. But we just don't lose at Old Trafford. Like, we'll probably be like 2 1 down and score late on. If that comes in as well, fucking hell. <laughs> <No. I'm> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, oh, you've used all your ball noise this season on uh, Ferguson. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> mate, I've had like, mate, last week I had fucking two spot on correct fucking predictions as well. And I'm getting annoyed that I haven't put bets on them. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 3 1 Brighton. Just because I, I hate you. That'd be some shock. Three I don't think it will be a shock. I don't think it will be a shock. Three, three at Old Trafford. Mate, we haven't lost at Old, Old Trafford in like 31 games now on the talk. Yeah, but Matoma, man. I like him. I'm I don't know. Two, I have I'm going to go 2 one United. I'm going to go 2 They're not going to win. They're not going to win. I don't know. I just have a feeling the world. Yeah, I'm going to Old Trafford. <laughs> Rashford carry job again. I can see something like that. <laughs> nah, no way, man. Bruno yeah, Penn, Rashford, random fucking. Yeah, just scream a thirty-five yard. Right, next one is Spurs uh, Sheffield United at final, the Spurs I Stadium. Final Sheffield. Uh, final Tottenham. Yeah, I was just going to say final Spurs as well, mate. They're just battering teams at the moment, and Sheffield United will not be able to compete with them. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I think that's a group a decision on that. Four 0 fair enough. They're not going to concede, probably not. Um, obviously, Son, Madison. If Richardson gets a goal, Jesus, do you know what I mean? Something's <laughs> happened. Right Something has yeah. happened. <laughs> All right, 
Next one is West Ham versus City. It's at the West Ham Stadium. Uh, if we even draw, I'm sure Spencer will be gassed and get back on the pod. But uh, three now. Yeah, I'm going two nil City. Yeah, I'm going to go to City as well. Actually, we'll I go just... two one just because James Will Prowse might have a corner of free kick or something. Yeah, something. you know what. Okay, <laughs> when you play for Southampton, I'm sure he scored at least five free kicks against us. <laughs> <laughs> it is ridiculous. I don't know how he manages to do it. But nah, 3 0, man. Um, obviously, international break, all of our players will play. But at the same time, it's international break. Like, we're going to be playing like Tanzania and stuff. So it's not really that bad. Um, West Ham is where Haaland scored his first Premier League goal. So he scored a brace. And obviously he's, he likes to score against West Ham. I'm sure he scored a hat-trick as well in the second game. So if he can carry that again, carry that on, he can score a hat-trick again, 3-0. Up the city. Up the city. 2-1. West Ham doing all right in a difficult break though. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go, I've got 2-0 too. It might be, because yeah. he West Ham scoring, so I'll go too. I don't know, you know. But yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see. It's been it from more prowess. That just that'll be if they get a goal. Like, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I can't see them breaking us down at all. <laughs> I can nah, see a free kick. Like um, next one is Toon versus Brentford. Mike Toon at St James. So they need a bounce back game. Yeah, they need so, like, we've been defending. Brentford. We've been defending Brentford every week. Yeah. Wow. They've it's actually tough, not though, been great. It? No. Wait, do we even talk about today? Huh? Like missed... Do we even talk about Brentford today? Yeah. It's 2-2. Did we? Yeah, gee, I just had a fucking ball yeah. then. I like, I must Old man's game. memory there. You know? Yeah, apparently. Jesus Christ, I'm going to have a too much. Um, right. Newcastle. I'm saying... I can't imagine them getting a goal. I'm not going to lie. Just because they've lost the firepower and... Yeah, Newcastle needs to sure up that defence, man. Nah, 3 1 in Buen- in Buen- I could probably get a goal for Brentford winning. I'm just going to say 2 0. Yeah, I'm going to go the same 2 0. I don't yeah. think it'll be such an exciting game or anything. I just think it'll be. Nah, it won't be a good game. Much needed, like 2 0. Like, why not? Mate, Newcastle and Brentford both play attacking football. I think it'll be an alright game. I'm not really that interested in Brentford this season just because yeah, of the Tony thing. Yeah. yeah. I really liked Tony last season. I think he was a sick player. I yeah, thought he was going to get a big move. And then, yeah, I don't know. Newcastle are good, but the last few games have upset me a bit. Uh, the next one, I'm going to, I think me and Ed are going to go a bit different to Vic. Uh, Bournemouth, Chelsea. We'll say 2 1 Bournemouth. 2 1 Bournemouth. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm actually sticking to it as well. Of course I am. And, yeah, <laughs> and the worst part about that is the risk is part of that. I said that Chelsea are going to get a goal. It could yeah, be one nil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't be surprised if we if we don't score away at home. Mate, back your me. team. Back what nil nil. I'm gonna go. I want to say one nil, but I'm, I can. The most likely scenario I'm going to say is a nil nil. I'm going to say nil <laughs> nil. They I just came back to the Premier League. League. You spent a billion on your squad. <laughs> and you no, say no, no. I just can't the score. Wow. Vic, man. 
I don't care how bad City are. I don't. I don't care if it was like twenty years ago when we were in League Two. I'm still back in City Three now. Are you mad? <laughs> nil nil against a newly promoted side, and you have. Oh, sorry, sorry, but they are shit team. I think it was that. I think it was that season they came out. To be fair. Yeah, but come on, man. Nil nil. You're not going to change it. I'll give you one chance to change it because that is shocking. I, th- I think the most likely scenario is no. <laughs> wow. To get my prediction right. You're not going to get it right. What if we're going to win? Right. <laughs> you don't even want that to be right. That is so poor. Jesus Christ. Okay, move on. I can't I can't even get my head around it. You think your team's going to draw a nil-nil at Bournemouth. That is wild. Um, I can see it. I can see it. Everton Arsenal. Everton Arsenal. 4-0 Arsenal because Everton yeah. Arsenal. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say 4-1 just because they're at home. Bit of random goal. Mate, these two goals in that game just gone with their first two goals of the season against Sheffield United. Mate, they're going to get smacked 4-0 <laughs> No, I reckon, yeah, the Arsenal are going to smack them. They're going to score at least three. But I reckon Everton will get a jammy one. I hope they do anyway. Imagine Everton win this game and they're just out of the title race already. I'll be a blue for today, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. Go on, Vic. What are you saying for that Everton-Arsenal at Everton? I'm going to go 2-0. I think it's always tight, even for Arsenal away at Goodison Park. If you look back at the last meetings, didn't yeah, Everton, beat but... last, Everton beat them last season. It was Dyche's first game. And yeah, but look at the first. team now. Yeah, but that was the end of the season when Arsenal were starting to bottle it because the pressure was on and new manager bump. Look how badly they've yeah. done at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they're, I'll they're say, shocking I'll say this season. Arsenal. I'll just go for a comfortable 2 0. I don't think they'll thrash and thrash. I'll go 2 0. Yeah. And then there's a very even game on the Monday of that weekend between two very even teams, Nottingham Forest, Burnley. And I'm going to start off with a 1-0 Forest win. <laughs> right. right. I, don't, I don't know if you're just saying that to wind me up or if you're just saying that as, as your genuine thing. It's going to be 2-1 Burnley. Up the Burns. Mate, I don't think you understand. They're a good team. They've played you City think, and you, Spurs. You actually think they'll win, win away at Forest, though? With chest, with chest, they're gonna win. There's no way See, they don't. On my side, even he's doubting it. Hey, <laughs> hey, listen, Burnley. They've played City and Spurs, two great teams. Yeah, obviously results weren't great, but that's expected. They were never expected to win those games. They're expected to win this game. Forest, right, Forest, right team, and at home they're right. Forest are good. Forest are good at home as well. Good mate, they got two goals against United, but they're Forest. They're not bad. It's not hard to do, mate. Right, you're saying <laughs> it's a one-nil Forest. You're saying you're not giving us you're not giving us your prediction for that game. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two-one Forest. I'll say, I think it'll be an exciting game, but I think Forest will win it. I genuinely think they will. I just don't we get it. Lose, but we can wind them up by saying Burnley will every week. Yes, <laughs> Burnley are my second team. You don't think you understand? You can rattle me without, but you can't rattle me with Sitter winning the league, mate. Nah, man. I'm so upset. Burnley are going to win, right? And I'm going to come back to this pod in two weeks. I'm going to laugh at you all. Even Spencer, I'm going to laugh at him. He's not said anything, I'm going to laugh at him. It's worth it for this angle right now. Like, it's so worth it. And if Forrest win, 
me and Vic will be pissing ourselves on that next but one. But they won't. That's what I'm saying. Forest, oh. definitely You're definitely <laughs> estimating Forest. No, I'm not. I'm correctly yeah. estimating Forest, and I'm correctly oh. estimating the mighty Burnley. Burnley are not all that. <laughs> They're not all that. They are. They've they played are. City and Spurs. What it's do you? It's just you and your company. So man. you've you you came into that first game of the season saying oh, Burnley are going to give City a good game here. What the fuck? You knew they were going to lose. Yeah. They even got a goal, I think. No, did they? I don't know. No, Too long ago. Right now, I think. <laughs> Mate, they got two goals against Spurs. Yeah, United aren't going to do that. Chelsea are definitely not going to do that. Wait, 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 yeah, wait, 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 wait. Burnley are going to finish higher than Chelsea this season. Not at all. We both know. Anyway, we're just. We know. only mean finishing 16, so it's not. <laughs> it's not major. <laughs> With Chester higher, fin- they'll finish higher than Chelsea. I'm not going to lie. No, Come on, that's outrageous. It's embarrassing. Outrageous. The look in his eyes. I mean, <laughs> that is outrageous. No hell. man, not the Burnley man, not the Burnley. I'm being serious. I'm going to put three Burnley players in my FPL, and we're going to win. <laughs> Please do. Catch <laughs> up with your limit on that table. I'm doing so bad. Yeah, let, um, let's do, all right, just to wrap it up now, this is a long podcast, but just to wrap it yeah. up, I just want to do a little uh, update on FPL. We haven't done one, but I just want to do a little update. Top of the league, the boy, Edison Volleys. Yeah. Total of 258, Captain Harlan carried me this week. Second in the league, Callum Hughes, we want to bring him on eventually. I think we need to bring him on. He's second in the league, he's not going to, he's not, he's not going to catch me. Third, Vic Stars. Third is Vic Stars. Hey, he has got ball knowledge. A little bit. <laughs> uh, fourth is Joel Cole. Six Bummo Lane. What a cracking team name that is. Uh, fifth, nice to meet you. I like that name. One of them ones. Move name. <laughs> hey, in all and, fairness, that is me. I've got to defend myself here. I don't think I've, I think I've had one week so far. I've had a full 11 play. I've had bad. injuries. <laughs> rampant in the team and players just not playing when I need them this week I got I still did well mate 80 points ain't even bad and I just only had 10 yeah that's back. decent that. that's but yeah, the, re- <laughs> the rest of the league fucking nobody's mate nobody <laughs> my dad's one of them so yeah three <laughs> Burnley players for next week so we know we're going to beat him also just a shout out to Miguel Alfiron captain in Leno cracking lad <laughs> What a lad. What did you get? <laughs> minus machine or something? That is fucking... Well, yeah, that's our wrap-up for that pod. Uh, week four done. Power pitch is week four. I think next week, because there's no games, there's no games to look back on. Um, well, there is, but we're going to do transfer talk. We're going to talk about transfers, obviously, transfer window closed. And we might even do a little special side pod, little top ten. Little best team of the season, little team of the year. Obviously, we're getting to the end of the year now, so um, you know what I mean. But yeah, we'll see. Um, little throwback to season one, season two power pitches. But yeah, that was it for week four. Uh, we'll be back next week for another one. Weekly pods at power pitches. We're smashing. Yes, yes, of course. I'll link it in the description. All right, in a bit, boys.